abstain if you weren't here. Okay, it looks like we have a vote. Not, nope. not necessary. Or no, we can't abstain. You don't need oh, yeah. to. It's a yes or no. Okay, not necessary. Okay, okay. it looks like. Strike one. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for being here. Okay, I always forget that. All right, that is uh, unanimously passed. Yes, we got that. Thank you, Zoe. Uh, moving on to the next item. Uh, item three, budget review. Thank you so much. Okay, so this is a moment. Um, Manije, yes. do you want to do the honors? Yes, I'm good. Okay. Go. Let me turn my mic on. Um, so Merrick Pascal is going to join us, um, who is our chief financial officer, and we're going to go over and have this discussion. As you all are aware, last year we had a two-part budget conversation and budget meeting. So the first one is where we just sort of, it's broad strokes, telling a little bit about um, the mayor's priorities, what things are looking like for next fiscal year, and then to have that budget discussion from commissioners and hearing what your thoughts are on our priorities and what we should be doing. Um, and then the February 13th meeting is where we present our budget, and then the commissioners will vote on that. So this is kind of a you know, a, a two-step process. So today it is to do just where we're going to talk about our the update for again, the fiscal year and to have a conversation and discussion with you all. So if we can move on to the first slide and then Merrick um, and I are going to kind of work together on this. Um, so again, I'm going to talk about this slide. So the instructions for the next two fiscal years, because that's where we work on our budget, is for the next two fiscal years. The mayor's priority are really about improving public safety and street conditions. Um, thinking about citywide economic vitality, reducing homelessness and transforming mental health delivery, health, mental health service delivery, and accountability and equity in services and spending. So departments have been asked to propose a 10% budget cut um, and an additional 5% contingency in both um, fiscal year 24-25 and in 25-26. Um, next slide, and Merrick, feel free to... Um, you can, you can take the next slides from here. All right. Thank you, Merrick. Thanks for passing on the best news over to me. Um, <laughs> but good afternoon, commissioners, uh, as well as Executive Director Fata, uh, film staff. Uh, I wanted to first acknowledge uh, budget staff. That's our budget manager for OEWD, Han Fu. Um, thanks for having me here today. Um, so in December, the mayor uh, had obviously issued her budget instructions. Uh, and based on the instructions that were provided, uh, along with the cut uh, target of 10%, as well as a 5% contingency, that is all based on um, the projected deficit that was issued in the joint report by the controller's office, the mayor's office, as well as the Board of Supervisors budget analysts. Uh, and in this report, you'll see up in that slide, they're projecting um, a deficit of 245 million in fiscal year 24-25. 554 million in 25-26. So that's the two uh, budget periods that are coming up that we're developing currently. Um, also, I just wanted to note the deficit is still projected to worsen uh, in years three and four. Uh, so you'll see 945 million uh, in fiscal year 26-27 and 1.35 billion in 27-28. So while we did have a balanced budget last year, obviously projections change uh, through the year. Uh, and because of two primary things, obviously, the city's experience, experiencing slower growth uh, in revenue, um, so slower growth particularly around property taxes, transfer taxes, as well as business tax. 
um, and then expenditures are growing. Um, so particularly the cost of healthcare, uh, we will be as a city uh, negotiating labor, um, but that's already, that, that has already been accounted for in terms of the projections previously. Um, so next slide, please. So I uh, wanted to remind uh, the commission in terms of just the budget timeline. Typically, uh, there are three periods uh, in the budget process, uh, one being the department phase, the second being the mayor phase, and the third being the board phase. So currently, we're in the department phase where we are uh, developing our budget uh, in an effort to meet the mayor's uh, budget instructions. Uh, that will go on through February 21st, which is when we are mandated uh, as a department. Uh, to submit our budget, um, and then subsequent to that date, we'll be entering in the mayor phase. Uh, so obviously from February 21st uh, through the end of May, we'll be working with the mayor's office to develop a balanced budget. Um, and after the end of May, uh, that will be presented to the board uh, for their review and approval in the month of June. Um, and then pretty much the mayor has until uh, the end of July uh, to sign off on the budget after the budget has been, keep our fingers crossed, approved by the Board of Supervisors. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, so here's just a, a quick budget overview uh, of OEWD uh, in this current fiscal year. Uh, for this current fiscal year, OEWD had a total budget of $158 million. Uh, our base budget going into 2425 uh, decreased by $30 million, so currently it's at $128 million. Uh, so that will be the base budget that we'll be working off uh, in terms of developing our proposed budget that we'll be submitting in the department phase by February 21st. And with that, I'll um, go ahead and pass it back to yeah. Executive Director Pata. Yeah, thank you, Merrick. Um, so the next slide, um, so again, I, I kind of wanted to put this slide here as we move into our next step, which is our discussion, right? And so. This is the slide we had talked about in our commission retreat, so you know where our office and thus the commission, some of the priorities that we're thinking about and have been working towards, right, around workforce, production, economic recovery, our community engagement, marketing, and policy and advocacy. So this is kind of um, sort of at the forefront when we think about our work ahead in the next year and years to come, right? This is um, something to be thinking about as we have our discussion around budget. So. Um, Next slide, um, and again, this is at this point, this is our time to sort of have that conversation with all and about, you know, to hear from you all where our, um, your thoughts are on budget priorities as, as a, a commission and office. Do we have an opportunity to ask at this point philosophical questions or are we really looking very specifically at budget priority questions? What do you think? You, okay, you can, do you want to ask a question it, or? or? It, it, it may be a question as much for you as for anybody else. But it's, as I look at what the city is trying to do in terms of recovery, there are a number of departments which are, and this is, apologies, this is probably not the right word, which are essentially deficit producing departments where all of the costs go out and there's no income that is generated as a result of them. And then there are departments, OEWD obviously being one and certainly the film office being a specific office within that department that are revenue generating, that are revenue positive, that because 
fewer visitors, for example, are coming to San Francisco, producing more films, producing more television shows that feature San Francisco on the screen drives visitation to the city of San Francisco. It's just simply a fact. Unfortunately, there's no budget to really do the research around it, but those of us who are in the industry know enough from watching shows like Yellowstone to know that Montana now has more than its fair share of visitors and that they are or have been or already are well recovered from a pandemic. The question, the philosophical question, the philosophical debate is around why slash a department that is revenue positive? Why cut an office like Film SF, like the film office, which as I look at the pie chart, already has just such a nominal piece of an overall department that is revenue producing. Why further cut that? And I don't know that anybody can answer that question, at least in a satisfactory way, but I just throw it out there to you to say, is there an answer to that? Do you wrestle with the same thing? <laughs> okay. Well, obviously, I'm not the decision maker on behalf Understood. of the department. So Absolutely. I provide that caveat. But For sure. I think definitely, um, you know, that's what the, I think the apartment phase is, is, is for, is to hopefully, you know, our approach, at least in, in terms of my position, is to follow through with the mayor's budget instructions mm -hmm. and to try to come up with an approach to meet the target for reduction. Keep in mind, this is a general fund target. Yeah, so understood. with respect to film, the only general fund that comes into the film budget is really the film rebate program. Mm -hmm. The rest is obviously supported by revenue, it's supported by grants for the arts. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the impact to film, it is minimal. However, there's, you know, there still could potentially be impact to the film rebate program. Yeah, yeah. Um, which ultimately obviously means fewer visitors to San Francisco, which ultimately means less revenue to San Francisco. Absolutely, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, I, I think the difficulty, and it's always been the difficulty with film, is, is how do you quantify economic benefit of course. from the productions that come into sure. San Francisco? Sure. I think that's always you know, a key thing to, to try to obviously push, present more data that mm -hmm. can support kind of what is being brought into the city. Mm -hmm. Um, if only we had the budget to do the exactly. research. Exactly, <laughs> and that's, that's the, you beat me to the punch there. Um, and so I think that that's a lot of the difficulty. Um, you know, I try to equate this whenever I'm talking about the budget, is it just kind of comes into the income that's coming in if you're personally, if you're working. If you lose your job or you, you know, don't have as much income coming in, Unfortunately, you have to do something on your either expenditure side or figure out what's a way we can get more revenue. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot. I think this upcoming budget is very uh, challenging from the standpoint. You know, I've been here for uh, almost 16 years. Yeah. I've gone through some pretty bad budgets. Um, this recovery is very different. For it's sure. very yeah. slow. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the city, we have to be prepared in terms of like not only one, to your point, how do we uh, really prepare ourselves to, to try to facilitate uh, a faster recovery, um, but then also understand that the, I would say downtown in particular has changed. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, you know, that I think the mayor has charged departments with trying to think out of the box. Uh, to try to come up with what, what they would classify as big solutions. Um, 
you know, so I think it's, it's on us as a department to really try to help push for what you said. If we're revenue generating, if we are producing um, key services to the city, our hope is that you don't accept a lot of the reductions that we're gonna propose to you in the department phase. And that has happened previously. Okay. So, you know, what I will say is even though we might propose and, and meet our cut target of 10% of general fund support in the budget we'll submit on February 21st, the mayor could say, you know what, OEWD, film, I really love what you're doing. It's in line, aligned with my policy priorities and I'm not gonna accept any of your cuts. But I will say, just being on the other side, that's a very difficult, yeah. Yeah. you know, thing to happen. So. Absolutely. So appreciate all the points. The the, uh, you know, the 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 idea that you can't save your way to growth lives in my head a lot. And you can certainly save your way to being more efficient, for sure, but you can't save your way to growth. So in this case, I so appreciate, in particular, the last point that we have the ability as a commission to say here's how we feel about the budget cuts and here's what we think we need to do in order to maybe um, uh, achieve better, better growth rather than just achieve the reduction. Thank you. Yeah, and um, Matt, I mean, I think, you know, what's great is the mayor really sees the value in, our, in, our, in the film and media industry and especially when we're talking about one of the budget priorities is economic vitality. And we do actually have the data of what the economic impact our work um, has on this city for the immediate impact when a production films here. We do have some, we know the hotel nights they stay here. We know how many crew they hire. So, and we can estimate the spend that they have in San Francisco as we'll talk later, 19, 19. at least 19 million. And that's just for the people that came through our office. We already know that there's an ecosystem here in San Francisco of media and production companies that may not come through us that are already part of the story. So I think that is what is important is while, um, and each of us have a responsibility to kind of tell that story about shifting. It's like we're actually, bringing business to San Francisco. So we're bringing productions and film and telling stories, but we are bringing business here, mm -hmm. right? And so when people are here, they're spending and they're staying and they're eating and they're hiring local. Yeah. And that has got to be the story that we're telling everybody. Yeah. And so um, that I just wanted to yeah. add and, and, you know, and you know, I mean, I'm saying yeah. this because you know thanks, all of thanks this. Thanks for reminding me though about the 19 to one for sure. Cause it's a really, really important figure. Yeah. For sure. and, and, and again, our rebate tells us the data too. Our rebate says since 2006 for every $1 that we give productions, 13, $13 and 44 cents goes to um, back into the city. Mm -hmm. So, right. That's yep. one to 13. I mean, yep. that's huge. And that's just a rebated productions. Cause yep. that's the data we know we can get collect from all the you know productions that have worked here, but I mean I think that's again the story that we need to be telling more is yep. is also the economic the economic benefits and the economic impact the immediate one yep. and then we know the benefit of okay now the productions are out there in the world now the data around tourism right right and that has um, and we have other cities and other countries that have shown that data mm -hmm. right yep. like I think I told you the last one from London, London. or when I went to London Focus yeah. that Visit Norway yep. poached Disney to you know talk about Frozen, an animated yeah. film. Yep. So an animated film as a result of Frozen being released, then they saw a 30% increase in tourism post Frozen. Mm -hmm. So and that's an animated film, not on location shooting, inspired by 
right, Norway, yep. and they saw a 30% increase. So we know, and then there, there's a lot of reports and, and data about that, but Thank just you. echoing that sentiment. Yep. My mic's not on, hi. Okay, uh, while you're still there, thank you so much for being here, Merrick. I know this is always um, an important time of year, and I, I just wanna, what happened? Oh, thank you, I'm sorry, I didn't see you, Commissioner. Oh, that's okay, that's okay. okay. So I had, but I, do you want, are you still? I, I just want to, can I do a context question, yeah. and then I'll give it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the 128 million that's your baseline for OEWD, um, what is the, is that a 10% decrease from what it was last year? I just want to understand what are we working toward? No, so that, that was based, so with the two year budget, we're, we're a rolling budget is what okay. I would say. And so where we ended off last year at the end of the budget process was our current budget being 158 million. And then the budget for 24, 25 base budget was 128 million. So we would still need to cut 10% Again, not of the total budget, but more so of the general fund support from that. And so is the ask now, and why we're discussing this, Manijay, is that out of the budget, and this is general fund that is primarily feeding into the rebate, are we saying here that the rebate program is at risk and how much we're receiving then? I just want to understand what the ramification is and to the extent we're trying to shape the discussion to really A, educate the commissioners, because not everybody has been through the budget process. It's new for some. Um, what is it that we're hoping to achieve? Because as you presented the priorities, there's much that we are doing that's already a solution because we're not spending money. We're, you're taking volunteer time of the commission to try to fill in gaps and to create resource. So, I just want to understand what we're trying to solve for. So is, is the rebate then at risk of this decrease? That's part of what, what we're trying to look at, what you're trying to look at. And thank you again, um, Han. Han, mm -hmm. Han, thank you for being here on the OEWD side, knowing that you're trying to get to a lower baseline of 128 million. Uh, it's certainly on the table. Okay. Anything that's general fund support is gonna be on the table and gotcha. it's gonna be considered. Um, you know, obviously, I think for the purposes of, of this meeting is to really garner input specifically from the commission, from the community that, that may be in attendance to really help guide the development of the budget, what our priorities we should have, and then ultimately we'll have that second meeting to go over like where uh, we would likely end up in terms of the submission of that proposal. Okay. So. Yeah. Thank you for that context. I just want to make sure commissioners understand that second part is in February. Um, February 13th. February 13th will be our second budget meeting um, for our commission meeting. So just have that in mind, commissioners. Um, but thank you. So, sorry, Kate. Oh, uh, no, no, that's a, it's Holtzby. a procedural question that, that we don't have to get into if, if that information is already somewhere else. But is it, I'm trying to understand how these budgets work. Does the film commission present to OEWD um, our proposal for where cuts could happen, um, or does that direction come from OEWD? It comes from our office, and then this is the, your input on the budget discussion is kind of now, right? Our, so uh, we so work, this is input 
to our to the commit to you and and OBWD. So we work together. I mean, I sort of present. Here's where I think we need to cut so we make the targets. Yeah. And we have we work together. I mean, we've had we've been having conversations around this budget. Yeah. For a few weeks now. Yeah. And so. This is one where we're now, okay, this is where we're at. These are the conversations. What give you some context and then have that discussion with you all so you know um, where we're heading and then we'll and get your input. Yeah. So therefore, when we present on the 13th, this is, this is what we are presenting at the mayor phase of our budget. Got and it. So until the mayor phase, it's a collaboration between OEW and- you call it that? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it's a dialogue yeah. or it's, between it's, the two. It's a dialogue. I mean, or is she twisting my arm? <laughs> no, but, it's uh, a fight. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're at we we advocate, right? We're advocating for what we think sure. we need to do. And sure. again, all of these, you know, I'm glad you're bringing up the points of things that are very similar to conversations that we've had with OEWD around our resources. And yeah. And so yes. Okay. And then the I would just make a request that we could show the slide again with the uh, commission's priority, key priorities. Next, you had it. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. Um, so I, I, I wanted to sort of, again, um, just some of that context and again, bring this up where we talked about, I think in our retreats, you kind of know our funding sources. Again, we get an allocation. Um, our operations budget comes primarily from our our, um, our permit fee revenue, which as you know, we're still, we've increased our fees um, and we had to do that so that our, you know, because again, production numbers aren't, are, are still rising and recovering post COVID as the sort of the landscape of obviously the city is still recovering. So you're gonna see that in, um, in the number of productions filming here as well, right? And so our permit fee revenue is is where you know it will be growing, but it's not quite where we need it to be. And we're getting an allocation from grants from the arts, which is really via the hotel tax revenue, right? And then that's that prop, prop E, prop H. Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the prop number, but the arts prop number. So um, sorry, I'll, I'll clarify. And and then that's that's our main source of funding for our operations. Then we have the rebate, right? Which is the rebate is the Board of Supervisors gave us up to one million dollars. Historically, we've only gotten eight hundred thousand of that, which goes directly to rebated productions. Again, we changed our administrative code um, last year to say because this was never sort of built in that obviously if we have a program we need to have the resources to administer the program and to market it and this was our ability to use that fund to do those things which are needed so if I want more productions to use the rebate I want to make sure I'm out there marketing it and that I have the staff resources to actually work with productions, which is what we brought Mark Hogan's, the production manager, in. So, and that's a temporary position. And as we see these projections for the general fund for four years, while we have a carry forward of our rebate, we've got to be very conservative of that spent because ideally we're, we're going to have two staff positions of that rebate and then the funds to market our rebate and then it actually going back to productions. When a production is shooting here, whatever we're rebating back. We have several, which we'll talk about later, that are in the pipeline. We have a lot of productions that are gonna be using our rebate this year, which is really exciting. So um, 
this doesn't end with justice report. Part of this is advocacy, as right, is looking at, well, we need, maybe you're thinking here, well, we need additional races. This isn't enough. Well, that's great. Let's have that conversation and be creative about where that's coming from and what do we need to do. We've already had conversations around the Film SF Alliance, bringing that back as a way to sort of a huge thing I love is getting that resource just to help market, use marketing resource and marketing money, because we're going to really need that. Um, so I just giving that little context, because I know we talked about this retreat, but just reminding as we go into this conversation. Um, so if there's anything else that people want to bring up, please. You have another question. Yeah. So, so the commission, I believe, should already be getting grants for the arts money for 2024. Um, is, was it, how did it compare to money from Grants for the Arts the prior year? I could imagine it was less than since they made some cuts. Anyway, and what are, what are you hearing about next year? And does, do you take into consideration what the Film Commission's getting from Grants for the Arts when you're deciding what will be the approved budget next year. Does that make sense? Is that a factor for you? Um, they're kind of, sep um, I mean, I think we're, we talk about a whole story and they're kind of a little separate, but I mean, I think we're overall painting the picture of like, one, that money is coming to our operations and to, and so, and then the rest is, this other is around the rebate. So it is okay. a whole picture. Yeah. I mean, we are talking about as a whole. Um, the grants from the arts, we'd always just been given 400000 And again, that was via, it's, it, I, I, um, it's via the hotel tax. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, um, we had um, this, this year and future years, we're hoping to get 550, which was committed by um, the director. And so that is what is on the table right now. We just need to ensure that, that it, it is a commitment, but you know, as there's still looking, will we still have with the Prop H money from Hotel Dex, right? Will that still be the same amount that the city's giving? So we're confident that we'll continue to get that and we kind of need it to maintain our operations budget, right? Of our office so that we're not vulnerable okay. to. That's great. It's with arts organizations not, that are not affiliated with the city, uh, amounts have gone down. Yeah. And so, uh, I actually don't understand the structure behind it, and there might be some legal commitment to the amount that goes to you know city agencies. So, thank you. Glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to suggest like this is a good moment to ask questions because there is another opportunity for us, and hopefully this educates this process is an education process. If if you're not familiar with the budget process. Um, I think importantly, as you're describing it, they're separate mechanisms, grants for the arts. These are all parts of the city. OEWD, of course, thank you, Sarah, I just saw you walk in. Happy New Year, good to have you here. Um, our uh, director of OEWD is here. Um, but just to say, that stands for Office of Economic Workforce and Development, right? So um, I think everything that we see here on the priorities, I just wanna, I think it's part of this bigger ecosystem right, which we have talked about in our retreat. Um, we have the positive, which is, yes, the permit fees, and I wanna commend Office as well as Manijay for being creative and thinking about, well, what can we do to increase our revenue? So if productions aren't there, increasing the fees, which haven't been increased 
for so many years since I've been on the commission, that was one way to try to increase the positive. Um, the grants for the arts as a separate mechanism, Kate, as you're talking about, it's not like we have a lot of control right now over what that amount is, but we are trying to secure a commitment that was made. Yes. Right? Um, the rebate is a bit of this back to the ecosystem. The rebate attracts filmmakers to be here. When productions are here, it's both increasing the permit fees, but also it's all about workforce. This is also what oh, the Office of Economic Workforce is about, and that's our priority one, right? Which is part of the reason why we want to make sure productions are here is to keep the talent, to keep people hired here so they could stay in San Francisco. So that ecosystem of the filmmaking and why everybody here in the audience is here, why we're here is because we're all passionate about filmmaking and we do believe that this city as a media hub is part of the brilliance of the ecosystem. The economic recovery is priority three. Community engagement, all these parts of the equation are part of this bigger system in which we do each have a role and that we are committed to working on even though on our side, we as commissioners are not paid, and we are finding ways to increase the capacity and the resource, even though now we have this conversation that there could be budget cuts, right? So all these parts of the equation still need to work. So I think this conversation is, if as you're working on these priorities, um, there, you know, some money would make more sense to actually amplify or maximize the impact, that's what we should be thinking about because Manije and team already have, you know, their work cut out. It's a very limited budget and what y'all just did in Sundance, can't wait to hear about it. We're, we're using very, very small funds to amplify an incredible feat of why production and film production is so vital to the economic recovery of the city as well as the workforce development it's tied right into it. So I know we're preaching to the choir, we're all part of the choir. I think this discussion is, is there anything else that we're not thinking about? Are there areas in which truly, if we can make a plan, because it's yes, this next, next fiscal year, but we do this every year. So if there's a roadmap that we're trying to paint where it's less about, oh my goodness, you're cutting the budget. It's more, here's the plan. If we are spending this amount of money, we think we could earn this much more, right? And that's a little bit also of the SF Alliance. The collaboration work, the relationships that we're building with people here uh, in, the, in, in, in present right now, as well as others, it is about, again, that, you know, not just what money buys, but it is about the relationships and the commitments that people make because they choose to stay and to do this work, right? So that's kind of the philosophical mm -hmm. side of things, but mechanically, um, this is a deadline. Thank you again for being here. And this is a process that the city does have. So I just wanna make sure this is, commissioners, your opportunity to ask the questions, to be clear on that, because whatever priority you're signing up for, you are adding value, you're adding capacity and to the extent you have a way to think about that in a financial way, if we could model and be more specific, I think what you're getting at, Matt, right, Commissioner Syker, um, I think that's part of the argument, right? So um, I just wanna, I hope that gives some good context, but this is important. Mm. Um, 
Uh, it does take money to make money, um, but it's also the efforts that are already being put in that I also want to recognize that is your effort. Yeah, com completely agree, and and I think the context around that, Vili, is really important. There is a mechanical question that I have along with the philosophical one. As I look down the list of priorities, and I want to be I want to be sort of mindful of how I say this because um, oftentimes costs are referred to as hard costs, as in things you actually pay cash for, and soft costs, which are generally considered to be things that humans are doing. Again, I ascribe no judgment to either of those, and sometimes soft costs are as, oh, it's not as important. It is. When we're talking about staff time and when we're talking about commission time, it is absolutely as important as hard costs. But interestingly, as I look down the list of priorities, there are some decisions that we could make before we're looking, looking at hard numbers around prioritization, which says that something like, um, key priority for community engagement, there's no real hard costs associated with that. That, that is primarily or predominantly soft costs. That, that is staff time and that is commissioner time. So we don't need to make a financial decision around that necessarily, right? So I wonder if we can talk even just briefly, either today or on the 13th, whatever's most appropriate, about what are the key priorities that require hard costs, that really do require cash in order for us to be able to effectively deliver on what it is that we're expected to deliver, which is economic growth and impact for the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now's the time if you want to have any impact. Let's do it. I'm, I'm really I mean, curious again, maybe to hear from, from you and or from the staff as you look down that list of priorities, mm -hmm. where are the ones that, again, not ascribing any judgment to soft costs versus hard costs, where are the ones that require hard costs in order for us to be able to achieve yeah. the goals that we want to achieve? Yeah. I mean, marketing is going to be the number one. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The marketing piece. Yeah. Are there any and then others? And the production. Yeah. I mean, and again, okay, you know, yeah. again, which goes hand in hand, attracting productions to stay here. But again, Agreed. I think we're trying to solve for three things that, you know, when we want to build out our ecosystem here, and we're thinking about attracting bigger business here, we've got to solve for the workforce yep. question, yep. which is about the number of crew that can handle that, which we know we can build towards. Mm -hmm. We have about one and a half crew base, two crew base here, but that can grow because we've got a lot of incredible organizations yep. training up. Yep. Then do we have the infrastructure to right. hold them? And that right. infrastructure is uh, where can we base them? So yep. the soundstage piece. So that's got to be huge. And then the other thing is the incentive. What, what do we have to incentivize l different scales of productions to mm -hmm. be here? Mm -hmm. So a while ago, we talked about a commercial incentive. Do we need to yeah. explore that again? Is that on the table? Is that where we should, is that, you know, we should think about that? Um, independent films, we've, I think we've got them. Again, yeah. we can bring yeah. more here. We yeah. can continue to market that. But I think the larger incentive, again, we have to work together with the state on the California state tax credit. Yep. And then even as we think about as our rebate is going to sunset and, you know, we need to renew it in 2028, is expanding. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So those are there are three important things as we sort of look about getting bigger business here in San Francisco. Totally right? makes sense. So the incentive, clearly there is cash involved there. Do you see, is there, 
and this may be, excuse me, this may just be my ignorance. Is there any cash involved or exchange when we're talking about workforce or we're talking about infrastructure? Is that money out of our pocket at any um, point? So infrastructure, it can be if they're um, like production space, like okay. office space and soundstage. So absolutely, we can rebate those costs. Okay. Um, okay. But workforce, part of the rebate then? Yes, yes. part yeah, of the yeah, rebate. The workforce... Right now, no. Other cities do do some labor. Okay. This we haven't explored that, and okay. that was been one of the things that I know, like early conversations is sort of like, oh, okay, if we do a next iteration of the rebate, are there other um, factors we want to look at? So, you know, again, some other cities and states they have they obviously have that um, rebate or a credit for some labor. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, along the, the, the thoughts that Matt just um, shared, um, I'm just thinking that the support that we, is the important support that we gave to Frameline and Campfest and occasionally support the film festivals, are, is that considered marketing or is that considered community engagement? That's one question. Yeah. It's, so it's marketing and it's community engagement. Okay. I think I see it as both. Right. Crossover. Yeah, our partnerships and working with um, our organizations to support mm -hmm. our local ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Those are they're kind of both. So some of these things, as our parties will look, they're like, oh, we're kind of we're hitting two or three areas, right? But so, yeah. So as much as I don't know how to solve cost, but it seems like areas that we don't really cannot afford to cut. <laughs> Absolutely, um, because as you know, those partnerships, that sponsorship. Um, Claudine support um, are promoting our rebate. Yeah, right. So when we do all these things, when we're supporting an organization to promote our rebate, that's helping bring business to San Francisco. So yes, I mean, that's what we don't want to have to cut. Right. Another question I have um, is like looking at this pie chart. Um, I think I just need to be educated because when, as we everybody talk about how we are generating revenue, you know, it's all relative, I understand, in the world of things, but um, as a revenue generating um, agency, uh, I'm just curious about this OEWD budget. I, I mean, I think about we are revenue generating, we are doing, we are marketing the city, we are an economic engine, right? Um, so where is, in this biggest chunk of the OEWD, EWD budget, the community and economic development. I just want to understand this terminology because it might not be the economic development that some of us were thinking about because I think we think that we are doing that, right? We are bringing in some revenue. So uh, I'm just curious. Can you help me understand what this, what, the, what are these? The orange, the orange piece is the yeah. one she's pointing to. Sure. Um, I can't see the wording right here. But the way we broke it up here is really by division uh -huh. with an OEWD. Uh, so the orange being the community economic uh, development division, uh, and they're primarily working on um, really trying to catalyze um, development and more so focus on neighborhood business corridors. Mm. So there's that piece that they're doing, um, the ambassador piece around um, that you see mid-market tenderloin, that's a, a huge part of their budget currently. Um, I will say we've kind of undergone uh, a little bit of a, a reorganization where we did separate out economic recovery. Um, however, we've kind of brought that back inside um, OEWD under both community economic development uh, as well as um, our uh, business development division. Uh, so that piece that's focused on recovery 
is really now under those two houses under OEWD, where business development is more so, uh, I would say, if, if I were to simplify it, looking at the um, higher level in terms of business attraction and retention, uh, specifically, of course, in downtown, um, whereas community economic development is really focused on neighborhoods and neighborhood business corridors. So, uh, so those are different divisions within the department. So I'm just thinking that that might be, I mean, it seems like there are a lot of over, occasional overlaps, right, in all what we do. And I mean, if we have to look, really look at the very, you know, microscopically, I mean, we, we do benefit neighborhoods. We have, we have benefits that going to neighborhood merchants and, and when, when film, the film production crews, we encourage them to patronize the neighborhood businesses, right? I mean, I know this might be, look like a very minor trunk, but it is a little bit part of the whole. And there are overlaps. I'm just seeing that, yeah, there are areas of overlaps. I understand that it may not technically fall within the definition of community and economic development, but that it's just a little bit of what we do is that also. That, that's all I'm, I'm trying to say. I mean, I understand that there are technical, very clear divisions maybe in the mind of the department, but from where we see it, it seems that there are also overlaps that we also contribute to this and this and this area, sorry. So, by May, if the whole pie is shrinking by 10% and our little sliver, which is a bright yellow, um, but very tiny, I think, uh, Commissioner Chen Cloding, what you're saying is because of the overlap or the, um, the intersectionality of our work yeah, around yeah, community and business development, economic development, and workforce development, that our sliver of the pie should stay, even if the whole pie is shrinking. If if anything, we want it to increase, of course, right? So um, because of the element of intersectionality that naturally this work does, it brings business development, it brings business here, it creates the workforce, it keeps the workforce here, and there's community economic development yes. to Claudine's point. Very good summary, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm a pie chart person. <laughs> anyway. No, 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 that's um, exactly what I was. Yes. Appreciate that. Commissioners, um, your moment. Any other discussion items for this item? And thank you. I see some of you using this. Again, if you want to request to speak, I'm sorry I didn't notice it the first time, but that's also a good way. Okay. If not, then um, thank you for the commissioner comment. This is a moment for public comment on this agenda item. So, Zoe. Yeah. Um, thank you, Merrick. Please oh, and thank you, Merrick. I'm so sorry. I, I wasn't, I was going to thank you yeah, at the yeah, end, but thank you. Uh, please step to the podium for comment. On this item? Uh, on for this item for the budget review? That one. Yeah, that one. Oh, the big one. The big one. Oh, actually, I don't know. Oh, oh is it working? Getting tripled. Okay. <laughs> I don't know Use this one. Okay, hi, I'm, I'm Catherine Howell. I'm <clears throat> Screen Actors Guild local president. I remember sitting in this room, well, maybe a room very much like this, when we were first creating, uh, or you were first, the uh, city was first creating the rebate program. And I remember somebody on the commission, I believe it was somebody on the commission at that time, said, well, but films like Milk, I mean, they're going to come here anyway. And they were told no. They were going to film in Vancouver yeah. until we got a rebate. It's just a little anecdote I wanted to throw out. No, it's true. 
Thank you. It's not, uh, we're not in that time anymore. We're pretty, we have to assume productions are going to shoot in the city, even if it's set here. Right. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Any other public comment on this item? All right. Um, Zoe? Well, um, there's no more public comment at this time. Thank you so much. So public comment on this item is closed. Um, everybody, thank you. Let's thank Merrick for being here again. Yes. OEW um, Sarah, I didn't give you the opportunity not to put you on the spot. Was there anything that you wanted to say? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for being here. All right. Um, Zoe, would you do the honors for the next item? Uh, moving on to item four, racial equity resolution. Thank you so much. Um, so in your packets, and also just want to give a shout out for Vice President Song. Thank you so much, Emani Jay. Um, for supporting and helping to write this draft of the racial equity resolution. Uh, importantly, just to give you some context, um, and Manije, help me fill in the blanks, but there's been a two-year process that yeah. the mayor did help to institute from the beginning to look at racial the, equity the, in the, the board city. Of the board of supervisors put a man mandate that city departments um, create a racial equity action plan under the Office of Racial Equity. And so this has been um, one of the subcommittees that was created was to look at policy boards and commissions, which we know we've been kind of updating you periodically on. And then um, one of those was um, one of the goals was also to have a racial equity resolution within the commissions. Yes. Each commission. So each commission. And I know we did take a look at other commissions who have already passed uh, a racial equity resolution. And... Um, use that to just like support the, co the process in creating this one. Um, I hope you had a chance to take a look, but we thought it was important that this document represent um, with all the whereases and the legal ease, but some of the data uh, to just show the historic significance of the lack of equity, especially in the film industry field. Um, and then when it came to resolving and to state our commitment, um, they're very much engaged around a lot of the priorities that we already have, which is really looking at the diversity of storytelling, the community engagement and partnerships, having equitable opportunities, the marketing and branding, and then also knowing that racial equity is a process, not one resolution or any act will solve it. So therefore having um, something here uh, in this resolution to just acknowledge that this is uh, a process of continuing improvement. Um, so that's what we came up with. This is an action item, um, but uh, I would ask for a motion to approve the resolution and we'll open it up to comment if we move forward. So asking for a motion to approve the resolution. Motion. So moved. Oh, I have a move. Um, so Commissioner Deloria, I got you moved. Are you okay with the second? Yep. Commissioner Steiker with the second. Asking for commissioner comment, please. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Commissioner Chang. Thank you. Um, I think all the whereas really provided a lot of background information and the why, as to why we need to do this. Uh, my comments has to do with the, uh, uh, therefore be it resolved, a uh, uh, couple of paragraphs there. Um, uh, on the commitment to diversify in storytelling, um, Line three, 
Uh, I think I understand this is, this is, I suppose, meant to be very inclusive, but there seems to be some areas of inclusivity. Other areas is um, like, okay, uh, on line three, um, that line second, that represented diverse experiences and perspectives of people of color, including but not limited to. And then we continued, we proceeded to cite examples, but those examples are not, I know it's say, but including but not limited to. But I think it calls into question of some sensitivities maybe by certain Excuse communities. me, Commissioner Chang, can you speak up a little bit? Oh, sorry. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was referring to the first commitment to commitment to diversity in storytelling. Um, this, um, I, is this is meant to say that this is very inclusive. Uh, so I think the wording of it is very important because it might cause lead to certain there might be certain sensitivities out there as this is a public document. Um, so it says that uh, to support films that represent the diverse experiences and perspectives of people of color, including but not limited to. Um, I think it's always like I always am sensitive when I look at things like if when we started to cite examples, although it says clearly including but not limited to, but there are some other major groups that are not described in this including but not limited to. So I wonder if we really need to include including but not limited to because we open ourselves to more questions about who, who are the ones that are not cited as example. And then the, 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 the term people of color was repeated again, right? Of people of color, including but not limited to blacks, indigenous, and people of color. And is that not the same? LBGTQAI and women communities. So um, I question about whether we really need to cite examples. So, um, so maybe I'll just stop there and hear your thoughts, and then I have one more comment. Thank you. Do you want to, sorry. Do you want to ask your other comment? Is it related? Okay. Um, the, the, the next comment is on the third um, resolved equitable opportunities. Um, maybe I'm looking at it more uh, legally, but um, the Film Commission and FIMSF will strive to ensure equitable access to funding. When the word ensure is used, it's normally meaning that you have the mechanism to monitor and to enforce. Otherwise, how do you ensure? I doubt that we have the, that, those kind of mechanisms in place now or in the future, and I think that that word, might be, we might want to consider use of another word, like strive to advocate, strive to advance or advocate or whatnot. Um, that would not, because I don't think, I know it's striving to, but still, the word ensure seems to imply that you know, if somebody is not doing something right, then what, what's, what's the consequence, right? That, that is less than ideal. What's the consequence that will affect them? I mean, is it in the function, I mean, the function of the office is, after all, to facilitate and process, like, permits, right, to make life easier for productions. But there are things that we clearly do not have the manpower or the mechanisms to, to be involved in. So I think the use of that word, I'd like to see it be reconsidered. Thank you, Commissioner Chang. Um, why don't we get the comments and then see if we could, uh, if there's some overlap, and then we could address the comments. Um, Commissioner Song? 
Yeah, so uh, I'd like to add a few points just for clarification. One, the formatting is all over the place, so apologies. Uh, so we will fix that in the, I think, the second iteration. Also, it is missing um, source. So uh, all the data here did come from reputable third-party sources and studies, so we'll include that as well. And then, lastly, um, just so, I mean, this is my first time kind of experiencing writing the resolution or crafting it, so just uh, for, I think, um, President Wong did mention that, so we're asked, that's really setting the context, and then therefore let it be resolved. That portion is um, our proposed uh, resolution for, um, for this document. So just want to make those three points. That's it. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Commissioner Tyler. I was just wondering when you're talking about the data and the facts and the figures, if there's any way to make it uh, San Francisco centric or Bay Area to get that that data to me is just as important as having these national numbers. Thank you. Any other questions on the table? Okay, um, and Lauren, I'm glad you're here actually because when there are questions, um, I guess, is it possible to make some amendments and then still do a vote within the, this section, just to ask that question? I guess you could make amendments and then you could have a resolution approving the res resolution with X, Y, and Z amendments. Okay, gotcha. Because um, there is a motion right now, so we would approve as is. as is so and we didn't do a vote on it so we don't need we can forego what we just said and have a new a new motion okay well, commissioner Beaumont actually you, you would amend the motion from correct yeah right? amend. any amendment so you'd amend it and then you'd vote on that okay thank you um, so I think in answer to a couple of comments that were made and since this was a collaborative effort so Commissioner Song and Mani Jay please uh, pipe in, but uh, Commissioner Cheng, thank you for your um, specific read on it, and you're right, it's a bit repetitive with the people of color. Um, we did have a couple of editors and wordsmiths on this one, so um, I, would, I would take your comment um, because I do think it does clarify if we were to make the change, so I'll read that sentence, um, to take out the repetitive people of color and then including but not limited. Um, so it would read, the Film Commission and Film SF will advocate and support films that represent the diverse experiences and perspectives of black, indigenous, and people of color, LGBTQIA+, and women communities. So that could be a change to that sentence. But uh, this wasn't, quote unquote, black be part of people of color? No. Wait, say that again? I see. Would black... Okay, I'm, I just want to understand. Yes. It's technically, that's the legal... Yes. Well, perspective in 20 at this moment, uh -huh. it's it's this more moment. the again, we understand this vocabulary is not perfect to describe people who are humans and all very different and diverse, but to the extent there's ex more accepted language than not of BIPOC, which stands for black indigenous people of color. Um, again, to your point, uh, Commissioner Chang, even those are limited because it doesn't include other categories, but I do think um, the question of do we include but not limited understanding that this resolution stands and the vocabulary may change, 
but that the intention, which I appreciate you started your comment by saying the intention is to be inclusive. So to be inclusive could mean it reads to, um, to support films that represent the diverse experiences and perspectives, including but not limited to black, indigenous, people of color, da, 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 in case the vocabulary changes. Um, I, I was also just trying to understand your point of that, so just want to be clear. So okay. current vocabulary feels that this is the most inclusive, but so if we keep in, including but not limited to, I think the plus on that is it allows the vocabulary to change, but the intention of the resolution to be inclusive to be there. I can, yeah, I can, I can understand that. Because you was thinking, I, I wasn't, I did it. Didn't got me. I wasn't thinking about the word BIPOC, but okay, thank okay. you. Okay. Um, if I just may, go ahead. I mean, I get what you're saying there, right? The the BIPOC, Black Indigenous people of color was meant to be inclusive, but over time, it has been. Uh, people have felt it's been less inclusive, right? And I get your point that, you know, we're putting this thing in place for a long time, and do we want it to say it that way? Was that it's you know. So it's meant to be inclusive of everybody yeah. is the bottom line at this point. Oh, I'm, I'm sure when time comes, it needs to be updated. Can you speak, get closer yeah. to your mic? Get closer to your oh, mic. Speak into just so we Thank can you. pick it up on the recording okay. too for All minutes. Right. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, I, I appreciate the explanation and I, I as I'm sure that when time comes that it needs to be updated, we'll be doing that. So yeah, that's fine. Okay. Thank you. Um, and then the second point, and I appreciate that we do have legal um, a background uh, here um, uh, as far as the insure and whether um, it does set off a legal, um, what do you call, um, precedent or, or more an expectation of being to guarantee or insure or having the ability to do so. Um, I appreciate that comment as well. I do think it could be, um, as you suggested, um, uh, the Film Commission and Film SF will strive to advocate or, or advanced, equitable or advances. Advance yeah. or advocate. What yeah. is more um, I do believe we already have this like advocacy work, and I'm also looking to you. Do we say um, advance? So it could be one of those instead of insure. Yes, and I, I know we brought this up in discussion around yes. the word insure, and I, and I think we're fine. I think it sounds good, and I hear your point around will strive to advocate, strive to advance equitable. I think advance seems a little stronger okay, than mm -hmm. advocate. Advocate, mm -hmm. because yeah. what we want to, I mean, we, we want to be really close to insure, right? Yeah. We really want to be close to insure because we want to make sure we put a little, I don't want to say pressure, but right, that we uh -huh. are accountable. Yes. So I think advance is, is I think a little a little stronger than advocate, right? Okay. I mean that that would be yeah, my yeah, vote. Yeah, I, okay. I, would, I would. I see some nods. Okay. Um, so then, um, are there any other commissioner comments before? Are there any other commissioner comments? Okay. So then I would ask for a motion to amend the prior motion, so that the resolution would state in the paragraph commitment to diversity in storytelling the film commission and film sf will advocate and support films 
that represent the diverse experiences and perspectives, including but not limited to black, indigenous, and people of color, LGBTQIA+, and women communities. The rest of it reads the same. The other amendment would be in paragraph three under equitable opportunities. The Film SF and, sorry, the Film Commission and Film SF will strive to advance equitable access to funding resources and opportunities for filmmakers, crew members, and actors from diverse racial and social economic backgrounds. Um, so the motion to amend, um, I'm asking for a motion to approve this amended resolution. So moved. Motion. Thank Be you, me. Commissioner Chang. Commissioner Dondorio. Second. Thank you so much. Um, so can we just, oh, we need to ask for public comment first. Please step up to the podium for comment on this issue. Okay, there's no public comment at this time. Thank you so much. So public comment for this item is um, closed. I just wanna also acknowledge that Carolyn had some comments um, oh. around the Bay Area data and having that sort of included. And I think um, a challenge is with these particular reports, the sources, it, it was sort of a national and we, um, Thank you. It's, we don't have, I think that, um, I, we, I mean, you could probably speak to this. I don't know if we have that kind of data. Yeah. And so maybe, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that for not addressing that earlier. We actually looked into it, and I think that's the work of the film office and the film commission. They're, the data is not actually not out there. Um, that, that's uh, widely available um, based on specific SF Bay Area um, racial equity in film production and filmmaking. So, yeah. Um, so and SAG after doesn't keep that, have that data when they're doing. You know, we get our report from them at the end of each meeting, and I'm just wondering with the local productions, that sort of ethnicity and gender information is not part of that? Um, I, I think there is some data, and I would just say um, in doing the research um, and also in my day job with the Baycat world, it's very difficult to find the historic data around the underrepresentation in the Bay Area specifically. So to like use that as a baseline through it, um, just for purposes of coming up with the resolution, the most updated information, it was also finding something that was timely. And to the extent the barometer is coming from Hollywood as far as you know, who's represented and who gets uplifted in media, it's the Oscars, it's the Hollywood as of now. That's why we thought it was important to use this data because it's the most current and representing the, or showing, revealing the underrepresentation that continues to happen. So it was kind of the most up-to-date relevant data that we could find, but noted, I think as we monitor yeah. our process, I think it's important to invite and to be, um, um, aware and actually take note of what the local data is because we need a baseline to know how we're improving or what's happening, right? So noted on that. Yeah. I mean, and especially with that being one of our key priorities to attract diverse filmmakers. Yes. Yeah. No, and I think it's a good point. That's why I was like, I wanted to make sure to let you know I heard that. And I especially as we think about um, 
with SAG-AFTRA and our unions, are they capturing that data? What are they looking at? And also areas for us to, um, and other entities, how we can partner with to find that. And I think that's, I think that's a really good point and something to definitely think about, especially as we talk about moving forward with racial equity, what should we be doing as a commission or finding out who else is collecting this and how we can be a resource and or advocate for that. Commissioner Beaumont. And, and I'll just say uh, our union, the IATSE, um, also does these surveys, but we uh, are doing it national because there's a lot more to it. It's really expensive and you have to do it through a third party and keeping mm -hmm. it uh, private and right. then uh, and they just send out the numbers and then you also, you know, it's the participation level kind of where you get to, I think even we were at like 65% participation. And uh, right. so it is, it is a huge undertaking. Yeah. But noted, thank you, Commissioner Tyler. Um, didn't mean to pass that over. Um, and also just want to note, um, just as far as the final version, um, just including the source notes. Um, so uh, the, motion, the, um, the motion for the amended resolution still stands. We have a second. I believe we're ready for a vote. And this should be a roll call, please. President Wong? Uh, yes. Vice, Pres Vice President Song? Yes. Commissioner Beaumont? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Goldstein Breyer. Yes. Commissioner Chang. Yes. Commissioner Delorio. Yes. Commissioner Finn. Yes. Commissioner Portillo. Um, absent. Uh, Commissioner Syker. Aye. Commissioner Tyler. Aye. All right, thank you so much, commissioners, for Yay. passing unanimously yes. the racial equity resolution. Um, I have to say, this is a really important moment, and I'm super, super proud and appreciative. Thank you so much um, for making this happen and for everybody's input. So um, I, I know wanted to add thank you also. It's our intention. I'm sorry not to interrupt, yeah. but just I know it, it must have taken a lot of hard work and uh, appreciation for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank, thank you, you so really, much. Thank you to Billy and Jack for that. Thank you. Okay, uh, moving on to the next item. Moving on to item five, Film SF staff report. Yes. yes you. Um, and it's so interesting because I wanted to say in closing, how timely also for us to do this resolution and thinking about the Oscars that are coming up yes. and looking at Lily Gladstone, the first Native American to be nominated for um, um, Actress of the Year. Um, did I mess up something? No. Good. <laughs> and just how important that is, and like, why? Why should she? You know, and and but it's let's celebrate this, and it's um, and more to come. So there's just a lot of really also important historic moments with this particular Oscar. So I want to say that, and obviously um, for um, so it's very timely as we think about this and our role of how this applies to our work and how important it is, but each of your contributions, so thank you. Um, but I wanna give, before we really start off, is give Zoe an opportunity to introduce herself. So Zoe is our commission secretary slash senior production coordinator. Welcome to the team, Zoe. What would you like to say? Hi, I just wanna <laughs> say nice to meet everyone. Uh, I'm from the Bay Area, so I'm really excited to um, working in film in the Bay Area. Um, my background is mostly in arts nonprofits, so if you've ever been to the SF Film Festival or Sundance, I've probably seen you around. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here, and nice to meet you all. 
Favorite film? Oh, favorite SF film? Favorite, yeah. Favorite SF film is Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Yay! Yes, yes. Great. We're so excited to have Zoe part of the team. Thank you, and thank you for letting us put you on the spot. Um, moving, just so we can go through the slides-ish. Okay, yes. So we just got back from Sundance. Um, Sophia, myself, and Jack, President Jack Song, right. Vice President Jack Whoa. Song. Sorry. Did something <laughs> happened behind my back? Yeah. Um, um, and Sophia, who's actually a veteran of Sundance, was really great that she um, came and helped really help us navigate because was, this was my second time at Sundance and it's quite overwhelming. You know, there's a lot going on, a lot to figure out. So it was really incredible. Um, and what you'll see, um, again, we had um, a lot of, um, you know, Bay Area representation there, which was really incredible. So. As you know, this was our second um, Spotlight in San Francisco event that we um, hosted. I want to um, sort of name again the partner organizations that worked with us. So when I talk about, um, you know, Commissioner Chang, you talked about like this overlap of our work, right? You said when we do community engagement and marketing, what is it when we do work with CAM? And it's like, it's both. And just like this, when we're going to Sundance and we're working with the San Francisco Bay Area organizations to collaborate on an event to amplify who we are, has absolutely community engagement and it's marketing San Francisco, and it's celebrating our local workforce. So it's like all these things that we do, it is highlighting all of that, and we really name it. So this um, photo you see, this is a first crew, and this is an organizing committee of the Spotlight on San Francisco, which, again, I want to sort of name uh, Bay Area Video Coalition, Berkeley Film Foundation, Center for Asian American Media, Cinemama out of Oakland, East Bay um, Film Collective, Frameline, IATSE Local 16, thank you so much, ITVS, the Jesse Chang Charitable Foundation, thank you so much, Commissioner Chang, the Jewish Film Institute, um, Queer Media of Color, Queer Woman of Color Media Arts Project, QuackMap, sorry, I, I want to make sure I'm saying that right, SAG-AFTRA, SF Indie Film Fest, SF Film, Teamsters Local, 2785-350-665-856. Thank you. Thank you so much, Commissioner Delorio, really. I mean, um, what was beautiful about this is the commissioners that came together to support this, this event, so thank you, behind the scenes and in front and um, all the organizations that really, I have to say, everyone who is at Sundance and when come to the party felt like that was their favorite event. And you know they're running out of things, but it was just the energy in the room, the spirit, right, that we call Bay Area. Um, and of course, um, Franco, I did you proud. I started the event by screaming, Bay Area. I kind of, I did, I did something for you. I really channeled you. Um, so that was really special. Um, again, some of the films that were celebrated at Sundance um, that were supported by Bay Area organizations and either had a, a focus on San Francisco Bay Area, the American Society of Magical Negroes, which was incredible, supported by SF Film, and So It Begins, which was supported by ITVS, Didi, um, uh, Bay Area filmmaker, um, Sean Wang, who uh, supported by SF Film, 
He got two incredible Sundance Awards, Best Ensemble Cast, and then Audience Favorite for um, U.S. Narrative. So, um, so, so excited for him. He's also, fun fact, he's also nominated uh, for a documentary short for an Oscar. Nice. Um, Sean Wing, so very exciting, and we met last year, and I think he's got a San Francisco project in his pocket that we're gonna chat about. So just, and there's been a lot of press about him, please read, um, um, Ish saw the film, I don't wanna wait, I have to see it when it's on camera. We tried to get in the film. This was why it was so hard to get into it, we couldn't get in. Um, I met with the producer, we were gonna grab coffee after, um, later, but we didn't, so we're gonna meet when she's here um, again. Um, um, yes, very exciting. Uh, Freaky Tales. So Freaky Tales was um, worked with while they shot on Treasure Island. We worked with them on some of the permitting for Treasure Island and with Tida. They did, it was really an Oakland and East Bay film. Hired a lot of our local crew, which was really important. I got, Sophie and I got to meet, um, as I call it, Mr. Too Short. I went up to him and said, Mr. Too Short, can you believe that? Um, and Look Into My Eyes, another f supported by ESSA film, Sasquatch Sunset, which um, is a local um, film, excuse me, um, media attorney and also producer, George Rush, which is great. Um, Seeking Mavis Beacon, and others supported by SF, uh, SF film, and an anniversary screening of Times of Harvey Milk. Um, so really uh, an incredible, as I would talk to people, they're like, gosh, there's so many Bay Area people around here. Cause when, you know, so that was great. We were really representing strong. Um, I also had um, a meeting with uh, two other folks, um, the president of the Ameri um, Association of Film Commissioners International. So we were a member in the past. We've re, um, they've kind of gone under a new leadership. Um, Jacqueline Philpot, she's now, the new executive director, we met and talked about what their efforts are on an international and local and level to really support commissions around the world. So that was a good conversation. Um, I also participated in another event that was called Meet the Film Commissioners that was sponsored by a couple of other media organizations. One was a payroll company that supports media and film payroll. So that was another event that was actually at our same venue. Um, and that was great to actually meet a lot of the other city commissioners. So the new Chicago deputy film commissioner was there. Um, a lot of other, again, you know, Savannah was there, uh, Georgia, Montana, a lot of really great um, cities to connect with. And, and yeah, so this is, there's our, our famous moment with Mr. Too Short. <laughs> Mr. Um, and Jack and at Sundance. So Jack, what would you, what would you want to say? What you want to um, add some pieces? Yeah, um, I was taking a few notes here. Uh, first of all, well, because we're talking about budget, uh, I did go there on my own dime, so afraid <laughs> to see the credit card bill. But yeah. anyway, uh, I think it's important to make that clarification. Yes. And also, uh, I really want to commend. Um, uh, uh, Monage and Sophia, I, I think when you think about the film festival, you think it's parties and glamorous, but not when it's high altitude and you're running multiple events trying to promote San Francisco. Uh, these two individuals were so passionate about, you know, really bringing more film production to the city. 
Um, so it was really great to run uh, with them to various events and just promoting San Francisco. A few learnings, I think, from a commissioner perspective. Uh, first of all, we need more money. Uh, I didn't want to say it uh, when representative from OEWD was here, but perhaps on the 13th I will. Um, in comparison, you know, I think uh, the film office, uh, Athens, Georgia, uh, that particular department, department falls directly under the mayor, so they have a bigger budget um, and a lot of autonomy. Chicago, it is a TV town. They have great reoccurring revenue uh, from TV productions. Yeah. Um, so, but what was interesting was uh, speaking to the commissioner, who I believe is a full-time staff. Um, you know, Chicago is facing probably even uh, Worse, I shouldn't say worse, more challenging situation than San Francisco. Um, just speaking to to that uh, to the commissioner, seems like Chicago has even more challenges than San Francisco. So we're really, I, I think, on a rebound, and that story is we're trying to share more of that story. Another great learning is. Um, Travel, again, travel and filmmaking is intertwined. And I was thinking about you the whole time, uh, Commissioner Steiker. Um, for example, uh, Travel Houston and Houston Commission had a joint event. Their name was quite all over the place with a few, few filmmaker uh, receptions. And they were joining at the hip. Um, so we were able to kind of see them in action. That's something that I would love to do more with SF Travel. And then, um, Lastly, um, back to the Spotlight SF event, we had over 900 RSVPs. And again, talking about the not glamorous part, Monaje and Sophia were out checking folks in um, in the cold, and we were meeting with all the SF Bay Area folks. So that, it, was a, it was a really great experience, and I hope we can repeat this um, at the various film festivals. So that's, awesome. that's the end of my report. Yeah. And I, I didn't get sick. I think Monage did. Yes, she has and, and Sophia, you didn't hear about Sophia. We, everybody comes yeah. back. I also, right the day I left, I met with um, Erica Cohn, who has a coming a project that is slated to shoot in San Francisco, and, and we'll. Um, Mark will just give a sentence about it, an update. But I'm kind of doing it right now. But anyways, I had a, we got to meet and talk about um, the project and applying for a rebate, and so that was a really great connection and. Um, it's, a, it's called What You'll Remember, and it's based off of kind of a, a true story that she actually did a New York, um, New York Times Op Docs, I think that was, is it op, New York Times Op Docs? So um, based off the documentary that, they, that she did, um, and they're um, turning it into her, a narrative. And she's a really incredibly acclaimed documentary filmmaker, and so she's making her... Um, um, one of the first features. I mean, she's done other pieces, but so and we're, we had a, a good conversation about um, where her project and how we can support her and maximizing her rebate. And okay, so moving on. Can we just shout out Jack also for standing outside in the cold and checking people in for hours? I think that was significant. And also, can I just add one thing to, to Sundance? Yeah. It's just that. Um, to, to go to a destination that is specifically for filmmakers and industry and have on the ground presence, essentially nonstop uh, networking opportunities is huge for us. And I think it was, of course, great to encounter folks who are familiar with us and our resources, but much more impactful and meaningful to meet folks who had no idea and then essentially convert them and just garner interest and, and have them really be excited about our incentives. So seeing that, in real time was huge. Just want to yeah. name that real quick. Well, and I also thank you, Sophia, for because I think one of our conversations um, 
earlier was this like it is a lot like I this is a lot for one person to have because their Sundance is so huge there's so much going on and we were actually kind of spread out and, and tackling different things which was really great um, and in the future I really want this is a role I want commissioners to be a part of these events and and to go on our behalf so I mean this was really great I'm so glad that um, Commissioner Song went. I know you have gone in the past, but I, you know, in this way, it's like, no, I, I think there's opportunities, like we should have resources to cover and pay, help commissioners come with, with myself and or if I can't go, to go on your own. And I know, you know, Vili has done that with um, Taipei with incredible, that incredible honor of going. So these are things that I would love to see you all be up front and center at some of these festivals, being an ambassador um, for our work and Ish, I'll just Ish, can you go back two slides really quickly? Because I also want to call Jack out for that coat. <laughs> okay, do you want to uh, say? That is styling. It is. Which one? The coat. On the left. Yes, yeah. Do you, you know who's he's? Tell about who's in the photo. In case some people, do you know who that is? I've recognized the guy on the far left. Yes. yes. So that is a good friend of mine. So fun story. I met him or promoted his film in, back in 2003 called Better Luck Tomorrow. It was okay. then purchased by MTV Films. He is now the lead star of Fast and the Furious. Uh, his name is Sun Kang. And yep. uh, yeah, good friend of mine. So yeah. it's great to see his career. <laughs> really cool. But and now, you know, now he's in, he's in production. He's a, he's, he's a producer. So we were... All three of us were just telling him about the incentives and what's, what's important about filming in San Francisco. So hopefully his next yeah. project will be in town. Nice so, job. Yeah. yeah. And the other two gentlemen, Milton, he's with the APA Film Alliance. So all the Asian American kind of media organizations. And Brian Yang, it's actually he's actually a Bay Area native and he's a producer as well. So yeah. And I'll just add, if you can see the step and repeat in the background of the right-hand photo. And also, part of our sp uh, sponsorship benefits included in-slide promotion of our events. So ahead of every screening in a theater at Sundance, spotlight on SF wow. or on San Francisco was there. I took a pic. I screenshot. Um, and... And also, just to say, like, just to share with you all from my experience, there have been whisperings, of course, throughout the years of, oh, all this talent coming out, coming out of the Bay. We felt it so strongly this time. And to solidify and make explicit, like, the, the force that is the SF Bay Area and all of our offerings for filmmakers was major. And, like, this was the hot ticket event of Sundance. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, drop. Nice if you could mic drop, you would. <laughs> Mic drop. I have chills. Um, thank you oh, wait, so no, much. I see we have more yes, in our report. Are we done? Sorry. No. Oh, yes. Kate, let's move through slides. Too short. Okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll go quickly. So we're really excited to share that our impact report is now live. This was a huge group effort. So thank you to Commissioner Steiker yes. and Vice President Song, who put a ton of work into editing and ideation as well as the press release. Um, Mani has shared this with you all. Um, we had 270 productions within fiscal year 2022-23, with an estimated spend of over 19 million. Um, our ask to you all, as we kind of get this report out into the world, is to please share it with three to five folks, individuals, industry, organizations in your communities, so we can really get the word out. Mani, anything to add? This week. This this week, Tweet. please send it out to three to five people. EOW. Yeah, please. And I also want to make a note, uh, apologies for interrupting, um, that we, re we renamed this from the annual report to impact report. Yes, thank so you. So to really highlight our impact, again, we'll bring this up on February 13th. Love that. 
Thank you. Other um, Film SF team, are there other yes. aspects? Thank you. Yes. I'll just go briefly over some production stats. So, speak um, up, Bish. Ah. Speak up. Hear me? Can I be heard? No. Hello. Yes. Hi, everyone. <laughs> so, I'm just going to go over some production stats. The most exciting part of this <laughs> meeting. <laughs> So last year, um, uh, from December 11th, 2022 to January 28th, 2023, we had 19 productions and 29 shoot days with an estimated production spend of 1.22 million. Uh, wait, did I say last year? Oh my gosh, 22, 22, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now last December to up to yesterday, January 28th, we had 29 productions, 57 shoot days, and a rise in $1.78 million. So, um, I, all I can say is that there's a lot more commercial work coming in. I see car commercials, so uh, currently working on a few car commercials this week. It's a, there's a rise. <laughs> and then, do, do we want to talk about Excellent. Keep moving. Hey, folks. My name is Mark Hogan's. I'll be talking about a little bit about the Film SF Rebate Program, our Scene in San Francisco Rebate Program. You must have missed a slide dish. Did you go back? You didn't, did you leave it out? The rebated one? You just have a, you have the next item and then, oh, okay, no, oh, go ahead. Okay. It's all good. Okay, so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for the, uh, the rebate program, it's, um, it's an incentive to help um, productions at a certain um, Speak up. production Speak up. level. Oh, sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yep. better. So the Film SF rebate is an incentive program to help uh, productions of various levels to take advantage of filming within the city. Um, there are two different uh, giving levels, are sort of like revenue levels if you're, Production is under three million. You need to uh, film at least 55% of your principal footage within San Francisco. Above three million, at least 65% of your production uh, principal photography in San Francisco. Um, right now, we have about uh, we have one production right now, which is taking advantage of it. It's called Splash City. Um, they started their production last Sunday on the 21st. I guess last last Sunday on January 21st, and they'll be filming through February 2nd. Um, it's been really exciting. We've been um, having a lot of partnerships with many of our fellow departments like SFPD, Rex and Park, SFMTA, the San Francisco Fire Department, and even TIDA. Um, so it's been a lot of fun organizi organizing um, for the folks and trying to have their uh, their dream come, you know, be realized. It is an independent feature, so that comes with a lot of additional fun opportunities and. Um, things to think through with the production, which is, you know, we're working through. <laughs> um, additionally, we, um, as Mani had mentioned, we have two additional productions with us sort of like in the pipeline, working on their paperwork um, to see if they're uh, eligible for the, for the incentive. So, Thanks. And that is it for that. Are there any questions? Um, we'll go, they'll After. ask questions in a minute. Do you want to see your last slide-ish? Oh, I just want to say my last line that there's a few opportunities for movies. So um, we'll have floating features by the Roxy. They're still doing movies on the ferry um, mm. this Friday, this upcoming Friday. But I also want to state that the caster will have its final two movie screenings before they shut down for a year to renovate. So I would say take an opportunity. We have Wizard of Oz this Friday and Victor Victoria with an intro by uh, Darcy Drollinger, who came last month. So I would say uh, go there. You'll see me there on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. That's for our, our part. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Film SAT, you're amazing. And thank you for the 
um, co-report um, Vice President Song. Thank you for jumping right in um, on that. Uh, so much to th be grateful for, commissioners. There's a moment for commissioner comment on this item. Um, any commissioner comments on this item? What's the next event that you guys are looking towards? Obviously, there's not another big one really like Sundance where there's a lot of travel and stuff, but what else do you have coming up that we might be able to put on our calendars and or not only contribute to, but potentially even participate in? Um, can actually we want to attend okay. so there may be an opportunity with film usa okay. to attend um i talked to commissioner song about this as well um so that will be may uh south by southwest i think i um i'm not quite i'm I, i'm not going to be going this year i kind of want to hear a little bit more from folks i think somebody from oewd may be attending so i'm kind of curious um, but that is another big one that happens. Um, uh, we actually have a call with the Ho Chi Minh Film Festival because Jack uh, made an introduction with somebody at Sundance and we actually are a sister city and they're interested in perhaps some partnership, which again, that festival's in April. So we will kind of learn more tomorrow on a call uh, and that could be a really incredible opportunity. So more to come there. The other big one as well is obviously the San Francisco International Film Festival, which will be happening in April. And that starts our festival run of Bay Area films, right? So you've got SF International Film Festival, then you have Center for Asian American Media, then Frameline, right? So that's kind of when it kicks up here in the Bay Area. And we will have a, a role. We're going to do a partnership with film liaisons in California statewide and possibly the California Film Commission to do a panel and reception. And then right. I'll we're kind of just baking it right now, so I will share more as as we solidify that. We've um, we've been in conversations with both SF Film, Film Liaisons in California statewide, which again we're a member, and we've kind of approached um, the California Film Commission because I think one of the big takeaways I will say around Sundance that an um, an opportunity that we could capitalize on, and we, I mean like the, like the state, is like for example, Freaky Tales used the California state tax credit. There wasn't a lot of conversation around that, and I think this could have been an incredible opportunity to talk about that. And um, even last year with Earth Mama, and we're talking about different, different um, budgets for independent films. And Freaky Tales was an independent film, right? And Earth Mama independent film. And they both used the California State's tax credit. So this panel we're doing for the International Film Festival in San Francisco is going to be a model of what I think we should be pitching more at film festivals um, <clears throat> because a lot of independent filmmakers don't know that the California State tax credit is also for them. Mm -hmm. um, because there is also a funding category for studio feature films and non-studio um, feature films. And again, um, I just educated you know, Erica Cohn, what you'll remember, because she didn't know that that was even a thing, that California had one. So that was incredible and very timely. So what I want to do is, I think, share, let independent filmmakers know about this incredible resource for them. And all you need to have is a budget over a million dollars to qualify for the California state tax credit. While we know it's heavily impacted, there's not enough money, but at least they need to apply. 
right? And so if we have more people applying on the state level, then we can see, and if they don't get it, but we have that data to yep. be able to advocate more of why we should have more of the state funds um, to support that. So just, I added a little more context because I realized this is an opportunity that I think that like the California, what I would hope in conversations with them is like how we can educate more people about it. And like, again, we go to other festivals. I want to use those films as an example of how to incentivize productions to film here. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Other commissioner comment questions on the film SF Teams report? I would like to know. I don't want to make more work for you guys, Monty, but it would be great to have like a date book listing of those things that you're talking about that would give us a heads up. For example, um, can I'd love to go to that, or the Ho Chi Minh. I mean, where you have enough time to um, plan for it and prepare for it, but yeah. uh, or even the International Film Festival. So we can put it on our calendar, and it's not a last-minute last ask. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a great idea. And maybe I'll talk, work with Zoe on, for like commissioners, certain ones, especially ones that we're going to be attending, that we know, and ones that we, you know, yeah, uh, for not attending, but you're curious, you know, and again, having that conversation, you're like, yeah, if, hey, if there's an opportunity, I may not have, you know, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll get there myself or however we sort of be creative and you want to have, um, I would love to, yeah, that's great. So thank you for bringing that up. And absolutely, I think for some of the film festivals, we can definitely do that. And then just general film festivals, there's a link on our website, but the ones that we think we're going to have a presence, a partnership with, even if the dates aren't settled, right, we should have, we should think about a placeholder and we can let commissioners know. So Zoe, just flagging them, we can talk about that later. I would love for you to update that work plan that I started that had all the festivals that we were engaged in over the years, like every year with specific dates. But anyway, what, so yes, 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 on the timeline. Um, Yes, please. Okay, other commissioner comments? All right, uh, this is a moment for public comment on the Film SF Teams report. Please step up to the podium for comment. Okay, looks like there's no comment at this time. Thank you, so public comment on this item is closed. Let's move on to the next agenda item. Moving on to item six, commissioner discussion and new <coughs> business. So commissioners, this is also the first time we're getting to do this. Remember, we're changing the agenda. This time is your time uh, to report on the priorities that you have picked out. Um, I, this is building from the retreat that we had, which was in, oh my goodness, November, right? Was that November? Um, and two months. two months already. Do we have a slide with everybody's projects? So as a reminder, um, all the commissioners have committed uh, to working on a specific project um, and uh, take a look as we maybe read through um, and what you're working on. And maybe why don't we use this as a moment, uh, commissioners, let's refresh our memories. If you see your name, can you just read your project and expand on any development that might have happened between when you made the commitment and now? Um, and then just know this will be an active part and not necessarily in this format. But for today, I think it's good for us to refresh our memories, have a little participation so you're not just hearing me. Commissioner Beaumont, you could get us started. Can you just read your project again and just see if there's any updates? Yes, I'm putting you on the spot. Thank you, Commissioner <laughs> Beaumont. 
Unmute yourself. <laughs> I, I couldn't reach my mic with my arm there. No. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Put, put me on the spot. But uh, I'll just start off with my uh, what I've been doing, right? It's uh, um, so I met with uh, Scott back a couple weeks ago, right? Scott is the president and CEO of SF Travel. He just started uh, January 1st. So uh, congratulations to him, right? And Scott was formerly the, the head of tourism for Salt Lake City and then uh, Toronto, Canada. And then uh, so our meeting, we started off just talking about increasing uh, tourism and changing the narrative about San Francisco, right? And then Scott asked, if we had a film commission. So I slowly raised my hand, like, yeah, we do. I felt like Mr. Haney in there from Green Acres. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but Scott, Scott explained that when he was in Salt Lake, uh, they wanted to change the narrative of Salt Lake City because um, everyone thinks that, uh, you know, everyone in Utah is Mormon and white, right? And uh, so they landed a show there, and it was, uh, you know, not his proudest moment, but it was the real housewives of Salt Lake, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, uh, it really increased tourism and ch changed it, regardless of the content of the show or whatever. So it really helped out. Um, and then when, uh, when he was in Toronto, they, uh, they just landed a new series there. It was uh, just last June, right? It's gonna be a Law and Order Toronto and it was, uh, it was a big decision to shoot in Toronto over Vancouver because Toronto is more expensive than Vancouver. Mm. They do have a large studio there. Uh, I think it's called Pinewood something. And uh, they have like 11 stages and a whole production thing and a shop and so it's pretty good. Um, and then uh, they chose Toronto over Vancouver because it's, uh, it's Canada's largest city and it's most diverse city it'd be more comparable to uh, San Francisco than some of the other Canadian cities, right? Um, and I'll just say I'm uh, looking forward to working with Scott uh, and to getting a series here. And then I also made an introduction to Monty and the film office. So he'll get in contact with them here in the near future. Thank you. Represent yes. Commissioner Beaumont. Hey, person, there you go. Push my arm enough, it'll work. <laughs> I'm doing this in the order of slide in which I then, did, I did not put the slides together. I know Tony has to leave in 11 okay. minutes. So can we? And, I mean, yeah, and and we have a commission. Yes, can we please just let's let's be methodical about this. Can we just like move forward? We're jumping. Are we jumping? We're jumping. No. Are we honoring Commissioner Delorio? I would like to just go in order. Okay. If that's okay. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Can you go backwards? Thank you. Commissioner Song. Um, oh. About the project, just like any yes. quick updates. Absolutely. Folks, thank and, you. Uh, to full authentic leadership, you know, transparency. I forgot I was supposed to do the pitch deck design. So I will <laughs> work on that. Been, been stoked with the Spotlight SF and uh, Sundance activities. So thank you. We'll report next month. Yes. And also great work on the impact report again. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Commissioner Goldstein, is it Goldstein or Goldstein? I'm Goldstein. sorry. Goldstein. Goldstein. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so I will, I will just quickly um, say that I'm going to the Hayes Valley Merchant Association meeting, Mixer, this week. And if somebody has experience going to something like that and would like to tell me what I should say, 
let's um, have a chat. Okay. When is that happening? It's Wednesday. Yeah. So let's have a chat prior, and I can, okay. one, just share um, what the PowerPoint that we usually do when we go, because this is something informal, <laughs> but it, right, the meaning that you're going, because oh, yes. I have a formal no, presentation, I'm... but at least this material will help you be like, oh, these are the talking points of how you talk about the benefits when you're talking to this audience or when you're meeting people, right? So I can, yes. one, just share that with you, and, and then we can have a convo. Yeah, and Absolutely. then I... I think that um, Commissioner Chang was the one who, and maybe it was Franco, actually, who had suggested an introduction to uh, Supervisor Chen of District 1 at this point. But I think given the election um, process right now and having met with, with uh, a challenger, it's not, they don't want to talk about anything yeah. right now. So I hear I'm you. just putting a pin in that. And another just clarity um, is if something here is written wrong because we kind of just transcribed it, please clarify and let me know like, oh, there's there's a typo or I'm not clear about what, you know, this project that you wrote, which, you know, because I may, we may have captured it incorrectly. So we clarify. could also follow up via email. If and let us know. There. Yeah. So after the meeting, just in interest of time. Yes. Thank you. Bill. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <clears throat> thank you so much, Commissioner. Um, okay, I'm going to pass for now. I'll be last uh, in honor of Commissioner Delorio. Don't tell me I don't do anything for you, Tony. <laughs> but I'm putting you on the spot now. Keep not doing anything for me. Uh, Joking. Uh, okay, so uh, the role of attending, excuse me, two to four events as ambassador for Film SF, attend and present at neighborhood and merchant meetings, organize union roundtables. So, um, what I have uh, done, which is uh, kind of an internal thing, I intended the motion picture um, quarterly meeting in LA just actually last week for okay. the Teamsters um, and met with our director, Lindsay Doherty, and <clears throat> talking with Teamsters Local 2785, who has uh, most of the jurisdiction in San Francisco for movie sets, uncovered a lot of issues um, that I didn't know. I knew there were issues, but I didn't know the, get into the weeds of them. Now I'm into the weeds of them. And, um, being that I'm, I'm kind of the ambassador for the Teamsters overall in San Francisco for issues, um, I conveyed these issues to Lindsay, and shockingly, half of them she didn't even, was unaware. Mm. Um, so with that being said, and I know my, my good friend Jim over here knows about uh, certain issues in, in terms of both of our collective unions between San Francisco and relations to L.A., mm -hmm. um, being the dominant in the industry, um, I think that was a good first meeting uh, to convey those and... and, and and so we're going to have a follow-up meeting actually next month off it. And um, moving forward, I'm going to be a part of every one of those meetings. So Nice. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Commissioner Tyler, you're up next. Uh, what I would say on Grow Our Brand, I go to um, lots of different events, different um, communities, and I always introduce myself or I'm introduced as a film commissioner and that already sparks a conversation and so I try to explain what we are doing and trying to encourage and um, reactivate filmmaking in San Francisco so I see myself as an ambassador so I, I do it that way. Um, Meeting with each major news station, have not done that other than my station, which stands ready to do a story whenever we have something that, Monty, you guys say, 
there's a production here. Do you want to have somebody come and do a story? Um, I've got a friend who's ready and able to do that. Um, I'm meeting tomorrow with um, someone from NBC, Bay Area, who would probably want to do a story as well. These are, you know, I'm relying on former colleagues to step up to the plate. And uh, it's not like you really have to twist their arms because these are fun stories that people want to do. They want to be able to step outside of doing crime or homelessness or doom loop or anything else. They, they want to do positive stories, so I, I think that's an easy one. Um, I forgot that I had actually said I was going to do this, this so I need to get on it. Um, presenting at a neighborhood and merchant meeting. Um, yeah. Okay, well, a former film commissioner, he's not, he just got off the commission. Ruben? Ruben? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to speak to his group called <laughs> the Sacramento Club uh, March, I think it's March 1st or March 15th, something like that. Um, so I will be doing that. Um, and uh, partnering, well, when do you guys, want me to write some content, how can I help? Let me know. Okay, yeah. Send, send me an email, look me up. I'm retired, I have time. AKA <laughs> <laughs> you're awesome. going to can. Thank yeah. you, that's exciting. Okay, thank you. Next slide, is there, uh, are there more? Are you gonna or is, do? Yeah, I want to do, just be last, just oh. to give everybody a chance. Uh, so we have Commissioner Chang and Steiker to report out on this slide. Commissioner Chang. And if you don't have an update, it's okay. We're not showing you this to guilt you into anything. No shame, no guilt, except for Commissioner Beaumont. Um, but no, only kidding. Um, no, so uh, this is mainly, we made, a, we made a commitment to do this. This is a refresher. This is also introducing this segment. We don't need every single commissioner to report out, but this agenda item, every time you see it, every meeting, it's for us, it's for you. And it is a way to help like update folks, update the public, but also update each other. Um, and it's also a point of discussion, so, okay. So Commissioner Chang, is there anything you wanna say about your commitment um, or any updates? I think the description is correct. Actually, it's the first time I see this summary. Okay. I have not seen it, so if somebody can, can help me refresh my memory. <laughs> I remember a little bit of that. I did talk to SFGovTV about uh, what are the angles uh, about the work of this commission or about local productions that maybe at some point there can be a little documentary on it. That's what they are good for. Um, of course, everything need, of course, everything needs to be uh, sponsored, but um, I have had that uh, preliminary discussion with SFGov. Uh, I have not taken any actions on any of the other items, but now that I'm reminded, I will get on with it. Thank you so much. And, and just know that we also have been um, meeting, um, and we have a subsequent meeting with SFGov TV too to talk about partnership um, with them as well. So, with Jack? Um, yes, and Anson? Anson? Yeah, I'm going to actually talk to them after this meeting. Yeah, yeah, okay. and so, and, and also bringing the cable network together, um, the community channel that BayVac is running, so we wanted to talk about. I'm ho hoping to, like, uh, so. to uh, yeah, work with Commissioner Tyler to see, you know, she has certain relationships, I have others, and we, we can, you know, we can attack all the news stations. Yeah. Yes, right. mm -hmm. thank you. Okay, thank you, Commissioner Chang. 
Commissioner Steiker, any update? Yeah, if you'll remember, um, during the retreat last year, we talked about the five C's <coughs> right before the holiday break. Um, uh, Moni and Sophia and I met to talk about specifically about the consumers, meaning our direct audience, the filmmakers, and also a little bit about culture and some of the trends. Um, so I have to schedule a follow-up to talk about some of the other five C's with you guys, but that's the starting point. And then the other starting point really is uh, the budget. So where we net out ultimately on the budget will largely determine what we can do from a marketing plan standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, and again, shout out, thank you for working on the impact report. Appreciate it. Uh, is that everybody? Did we cover everybody? So you could come back to me. Yes, folks, workforce, landscape development. Thank you so much. Identifying stakeholders, build partnerships, support listening sessions. Um, lots going on there. Thank you, Commissioner Beaumont, not to put you on the spot, but thank you. We're going to actually have a meeting. Um, so part of the mapping out, this is a nice tie-in with my day job with Baycat. Um, we're going to visit on February 8th to talk about the, landscape, the, the pathway that your union has. Tony, we're going to set up a date, yep. hopefully for two weeks after. Um, shout out, thank you, Mark, for your patience and getting something together with First Source. Um, so slowly and surely mapping out and seeing what each of our stakeholders have on the workforce side. Um, so definitely doing meetings. Also wanting to bring our Baycat team members there because we're about to graduate our next internship cohort on February 15th. It's another 10. Um, and also, uh, related is our partners over at Lucasfilm invited us to a pre-screening of Origin with Ava DuVernay. We had six oh. of our interns, two standing up proudly in front of her, asking her questions at the Q&A. Uh, I got selfies. Yes, awesome. she took my camera. It was a big moment. But um, you must see that film. Um, so that, just to say, a lot of excitement around workforce. We have a younger generation that are ready to graduate. So. Um, that's very exciting, so thank you. Um, that is it, I think, on commissioner business. Everybody happy? Yes. Comments on that? Um, and there's, is there a public comment section on that item, just to say uh -huh. for sure? Yeah, you have to. Definitely. Yeah, please step up for, to the sodium for comment. On this agenda item. Okay, looks like there's no public comment at this time. Thank you, so let's call the next item. Moving on to item seven, general public comment. Okay, so this is a moment where public can comment generally on matters within the commission's purview as well as to suggest any new agenda items for the commission to consider. Um, co commissioners, do you have any comment on that? No. Thank you. Um, let's open it up for public comment. Okay, first comment is from Shin Hong Byun from SAG AFTRA. Everyone, uh, my name is Shin Hong Bian. I am the new TV theatrical business rep at SAG-AFTRA. Um, Didi couldn't make it today to provide the report, so I'm here with my cell phone. I'm going to put my readers on and give you the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so this is not a representation of all the performers hired throughout Northern California, but the hires that were reported to SAG-AFTRA. Um, for commercials, for 43 commercial productions, we had 181 SAG-AFTRA members hired. 
Um, that is compared to 405 members hired in 2022. Um, for corporate educational and non-broadcast productions, we had eight co-ed productions with nine SAG-AFTRA members hired. That's compared to 20 members hired in 2022. Interactive video games, we had 16 interactive video game productions with 89 SAG-AFTRA members hired. That's compared to 55 members hired in 2022, so that went up. Um, and then for TV, theatrical, and new media, we had 22 productions with 173 SAG-AFTRA members hired. Um, and that's compared to 1,045 members hired in 2022. And those are the numbers. If you have questions, I'm happy to take that back because I probably don't have any answers. <laughs> so is that data... Um, what you just said was uh, 2023 yep. calendar year. Yes. Okay, compared to the 2020. Okay. Compared to the 2022. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you do have questions, we can include it in the next report, um, and I'm happy to jot down those the questions for you. Um, but for the diversity point, we. We don't know if there is um, if there are statistics being collected specifically for diversity, but we do have a diversity incentive. So for a certain budget, so I think it's a moderate low budget um, productions. When they sign on to that production, they're offered a diversity casting um, incentive, so that if they cast a certain number of um, cast members who are diverse, then they're allowed to up their production budget. Mm. So there's some conditions around where their budget limit needs to be when they sign on to a moderate budget project agreement. Um, but it will get upped if they do use the incentive. Thank you. And I know also when you go to audition, because I used to do that, a lot of the times a casting call specifically wants an African-American woman aged this or that. So there, there's some data somewhere that's, that's got that. Yeah, yeah, and I can find out, I'll find out if we're collecting that. Um, I know that at least for the diversity casting, we might have that available, but I'm not sure about the... And membership. And membership, yeah, mm. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Shin Hong, for being yeah. here, appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Any oh. other public comment? Yeah, uh, next comment is from Frank Simeon from the Directors Guild of America. Come on up, Frank. Thank you. Uh, greetings, Frank Simeon from the Directors Guild of America. Our last meeting um, was right in the middle of, of the holidays. It, it wasn't that well attended. However, um, the takeaway was our members in the DGA could be a little bit busier. Uh, they are excited about productions that are uh, ongoing and forthcoming. However, um, most of them are not in San Francisco. They're in the surrounding area. They got Leonardo DiCaprio up north. They got Desert Highway in Sacramento. Uh, we were approached by different um, independent feature films that wanted to get um, paperwork in for the rebates, the San Francisco rebates in time. I guess there was a deadline relatively recently for tax rebates or SF rebates. They all seem to be in a rush to get some data. Uh, so that was taken care of. And 
And the future looks good. There are productions reaching out to us that want to shoot actually in San Francisco and in the surrounding areas. So let's stay positive. Well, thank, <laughs> thank you for you. keeping us posted, Frank. Appreciate it. Any other public comment? Yes. Uh, next comment is from Leslie Silver from Silver Entertainment Network. Hi. Thank you. I'm so passionate to be in front of you guys. And I'm a cheerleader, fourth generation San Francisco. So to contribute to the workforce, I see, um, and I want to come up with some solutions and also talk about what a dynamic work you guys are doing. And um, it's not about the cuts. It's about creating that revenue and where those opportunities are in. We have the iconic area. And so it's all about community engagement, marketing, and the alliances. And there's so much money um, working with all those alliances. It's tapping back to back, working with them in support of all of us as a whole. I've um, been to every one of the, I've been to Con, Sundance, Palm Springs, Telluride, and it's all about the team and promotion. Um, there's a huge opportunity um, at the, the Theater Alliance and the networks do a national event called Show West and Show East, what I've also part of it, and it's a form of heyday to make those connections. And there's so much opportunity. It's doing a strategic plan of marketing to, because it is all about that team. Um, the working with the government also gets money. Um, the Presidio, we have the Golden Gate Bridge. We have, because we have the theaters in that area. We have all these events. We have, I did a huge event with America's Cup and partner with um, Alliance with the America's Cup and TED Talks. And we had a huge event at Fort Mason. It was a three-day event where we had all all these alliances come to the Turtle People, Sylvia Earl, um, and all of all of these uh, uh, generating money and revenue because we had a film. There's all all these events that are going on, um, so it's tying into these events, including large events. I know you know Moscone, but we had Taylor Swift. We could tie into these big draws we have. The Giants, the A's, the you know Warriors. Now the Niners. We have all the. We have built-in marketing by tapping in and tying in these events with the local workforce and making special events to lure them because it's just about knowing and timing these calendars of being able to, you know, tie in with these partnerships to to. to create more money for the city. And um, I'm excited about the opportunities. I know the 10% might seem a little um, harsh if you're looking at the limitations. But I think that it's getting um, clear about where those, those opportunities are with filmmakers, the studio networks, getting um, with the, the um, the event that I did with America's Cup in Fort Mason um, and, and um, all those partnerships, the media came. It, so it, it creates, it's a snowball when you then have 
a larger story rather than looking to um, solicit where those opportunities are. The, the opportunities are there. It's just um, being clear about that strategic plan of where to go um, and backing, you know, uh, with those alliances. So appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you so much for your comment, yeah. uh, Leslie. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everybody, Thank you. for being here, um, and especially going a bit over time, our usual time. Um, is there any other public comment? Not to dissuade people, but uh, there is no other public com comment at this time. Okay. Thank you. So public comment on this item is closed, and then we are nearing our last item. Uh, moving on to item A, adjournment. Adjournment. So um, we will see you at our next commission meeting, which will be a special meeting on February 13th um, to talk about the budget instead of our normal February meeting. Yes. Yeah. And note just the location. Zoe will let you know, but it's where we had our retreat. So it's not in this room because this room was not available. So it's at the War Memorial in room 125. And time change, right? I believe noon instead of the usual 2 o'clock. Yes, it's Got noon. It. And we'll get that reminder. But thank you. Thank you. So. Um, this meeting, our January meeting, is officially adjourned. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here today. Thank you. These pens don't work. No, These you pens have to keep don't trying. Work. So we hate no. Let me try. Let me try. No, no they no. do. No.